<laughs> All right. Hello. Welcome to Positively Entertaining Conversations with Guru Brando and Joe, Karen, Emily. Okay, so we're all here going to have wicked, entertaining conversations. Who knows what we're going to talk about, but it should be interesting. So join us right now. Shut up and sit down. Good evening, the Misfit family. We're about ready to rumble between the Hesses and the Groves. Come join us for some positively entertaining conversations. Go grab your drink, grab your snacks, sit back and relax, and enjoy the show. Now let's welcome our host, the little hippie, the Texas tragedy, the mister who is a sister, my brother from another mother, Guru Brando. So guys, I asked y'all if y'all had stuff that y'all wanted to talk about. Of course, nobody wants to talk about anything with me. You want that? No, I put a oh. lid on before he spells it. <laughs> uh, sabotaging me already. Ooh, let's talk about that right <laughs> now. Look at that already right out of the gate. We got something to talk about. Okay, so does Joe have a spilling problem? Uh, yes. Or do you have a paranoid thought about Joe spilling? I'm just OCD. Okay, when you say you're just so, so anybody having anything near like that would I know me too. <laughs> no, I, I couldn't have left it long. Trust and believe. Yeah, yeah, I can't do it either. His is a little close for me, but um, yeah, so I get that. So, do you realize though that we manipulate everyone around us when we do that? I do it all day long. I know. But do you realize that we do? I mean, that's what we're doing. We're controlling the people around us. Because, say, she puts her drink right here. And for her, that's comfortable. This is comfortable for her because she knows it's just the right distance. For my son, it would be comfortable exactly where he puts it. Mm -hmm. If I move it, all of a sudden, the comfort stops. Mm -hmm. Because I just took his control. I said, nope. Sorry, you can't have it right there where you can reach it. It's got to be where I need it to be because I don't believe in you. I think you're going to spill it. I'm looking at you to fail right now. That's what we tell people. But I'm usually not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> right. right. It, but see, it doesn't matter, and I'm not either. But you see yeah. that that reconfirms for us exactly that thought, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Because we saved the day. We're the heroes. But how many times would they have spilled if we hadn't have put that thought in there? Quite a few times. Well, <laughs> you say that, but <laughs> the thought really does provoke the action. I have an experience, and then you're going to share one of yours, each of you. Okay, so my brother had a girlfriend, and he invited her over for a very formal dine-in thing. He lived in the basement. He set it all up. He had a table. He asked mom if he could borrow the china. Absolutely, he fixed the meal, and it was go time, and I was the waiter. So I had everything. Mom's fine china, and I'm taking stuff down there. And mom literally looks at me. Now, I'd already carried the plates and everything down, and it came down to the salt and pepper shakers. Now, the story behind that is you can't just get one without the other. It's always a pair especially with China and the pattern, right? So you don't ever want to break one. So she handed me this precious salt and pepper shaker and said, do not drop these. 
Okay, I got you. It's the only time she ever said that to me. It was serious. My focus was on not dropping those. I got all the way to the basement. Was so excited that I hadn't dropped it. I dropped it. Just one. Just one. That's all it takes. And what she was left with was two pepper shakers and no salt shakers because the other salt shaker had already been broken and they'd already had to get a new pair. So, <laughs> <clears throat> so the moral of the story is, would I have broken it had she not put that thought in my head? Could she have said it a better way? Could she have looked at me and said, I'd like you to be extra careful this time. I know you usually are. I know you carried those plates down really nicely. I know you can do it again. Or if she simply kept her mouth shut and let me do it. Because I had already done it, right? I'd already proved to her that I carried stuff down there. <clears throat> but the moment she said something to me, I got anxious and something happened inside my body. And those anxious thoughts create feelings and those feelings make your body do stuff. Like your heart race and adrenaline pump and all those things that you know, damn it, I'm going to have to clean that shit up. So just don't spill it. I don't want to have to put forth the effort. So see, sometimes... That sounds our, like you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, it's the same with... Yeah. So you, in turn, make everyone else anxious about how they're going to disrupt your life. And I know that because I lived that. Mm -hmm. And I heard it from everyone around me. Mm -hmm. How am I going to piss you off today? Let's see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you immediately tell yourself that you're going to behave poorly all day. Yep. Yeah. You got to stop crapping on yourself. I tell Joe that too. So stop crapping on yourself and say this in the morning. Say, you know what? The universe will stop teaching me the same lesson if I just listen. So the lesson is you got to trust people a little bit. If you trust people a little bit, they're not going to disappoint you. Not all the time. And even if they do disappoint you... You can heal from it because you've already survived the worst of your days. So there is absolutely nothing that you haven't learned from. I'm only surprised um, you survived your days with me. Yeah. Because what would happen if Joe screwed up again, Karen? You look at me. If Joe screwed up again, what would happen? You tell me. Keep you sleeping in the basement? Yeah. <laughs> no, you kick my ass to the curb. Well, that too. But she's a little older and, and wiser now. And so are you. Older, yes. Why and is so it you better stop it. <laughs> so what tells you that you can trust that he's not going to do it again? That he's not going to go on a bender? Well, I do watch the ID channel quite often. And I know how to kill a person and See? get rid of the bones. And you have someone who is, <laughs> is forensically inclined. You know, I did my forensics degree. So yeah, see? Huh? And I have a cavern. Ooh, oh my I'm god screwed. and dad you heard it the chipper's running now <laughs> i have a deep freeze too i'm, I'm scared <laughs> wow and you know how he's did my short. dad put it when you asked me out you hurt my daughter i have a shotgun and a shovel and nobody will find you that's yeah. right yeah that's what a dad ought to say remember that mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> let me see your shirt because i see the word autism what's it say Autism mom only because full-time multitasking ninja. It's like, yes, that is true. It's not an actual <laughs> job title. That's true. And, of course, you with your Super Marios. You see mine. Yeah, there you go. And what is dog mom? That's true. And Batman. Okay, I got to confess. Hate me if you want. I'm not a Batman fan. 
I don't do Batman. I like Superman. He's not a football fan either. But, you know, DC. You don't like blue and orange. I love orange. Blue is on the fence. I'm more a purple person. I don't mind that color blue, but when it's mixed with orange, it says something entirely different. There you go. Now, doesn't it? Yes. Like, with my books and stuff, I have, like, a really big obsession over snapbacks. Yeah. I have, like, a whole collection of them, so. Well, that's okay. You know, we talked about collections last time. Mm-hmm. So, tell me some more about them. Oh, your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> See, I can't. I can't. I want to talk to you. You need a haircut. That's what you need. So, tell me about them. Um, I like, I just like the flat bill. Yeah. And, like, that. I, I got, like, a bunch of them. I got, like, Marvel and, like, Cardinal ones and. Any type of them. If I see one, I really want one. Even though I shouldn't <laughs> have it because I have like 20. Yeah, it's a collection. <laughs> there you go. And Dad collects stuff too besides dust. Dad, you collect what? <laughs> Rockets. And what else? <laughs> Movies. What else? Oh, see, she's looking. She knows. Mario. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of like, come on, man. I'm like... Well, I yeah. have so many. Yeah. I have a short memory span. So. Well, but it's really cool. I got to see via video, because I haven't been to your place yet, of yeah. all things. How awful is that? You've been over here a dozen times, and I haven't been to your place yet. Doors are always open. I know. I don't leave this house. Except at night. We, close, we, shut, we lock the doors at night. Oh, do you? Yeah. Safety. Do you <laughs> actually lock your doors? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because when well, we, yeah, we never know when you're going to come over. <laughs> when we first, <laughs> listen, this is totally sketchy. And Oh, I'm going to look at them so mm -hmm. I can talk to them and y'all. Okay, so y'all look too. Y'all oh. look here. See, look, now everybody, now we're all staring at everybody that's listening and watching. Great. Okay, so whenever it comes to Holland, whenever we first moved here, the people we bought the house from gave us sets of keys, right? And they said, it works on all the doors, I'm sure. And I said, what do you mean? They said, we've never used them. So we got these keys that they had never locked the house. And true story, we did not start locking the house until about six months ago. Hmm. So now we lock the house because people have been talking about all this crap going on in Highland. So who's causing it, Emily? Is it you and your crew out late at night vandalizing? <laughs> no. I bet it is. I don't trust you. You look shady with that Batman hat on. Her crew is her and her dog. Yeah, I know. You and your dog. You and your dog and your buddy and your dad, Joe. He would, oh, yeah. he would get into sh some shenanigans, yep. too. Batman and Robin. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's better than Forrest and Lieutenant Dan, I guess. Yeah, there you mm -hmm. go. I know, I know better than to rob houses and stuff. I know, I know, I know better than that. Oh, of course. But, you know, that's an interesting little thing because sort of the lead up is some people don't want to be fixed because being broken gets them attention. That was a thought that we were discussing. Now, y'all all agree that that mm -hmm. is something... That you can see people do sometimes. Yes. That mm -hmm. they that they insist that they're broken. They don't know what to do. They can't. They won't. Do you ever say that, Emily? Do you ever say that that you just feel broken? Yeah. And usually, do you follow it with broken hearted? Do you yeah. say I'm broken hearted? You never just say you're broken, do you? No. Because whenever you say I'm broken, you're identifying as broken, right? Yes. But if you say I'm broken hearted, that's something you can heal from, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. 
So when you think about your friends, what have your friends experienced that you think you have already healed from? Um, because you're a little bit wiser sometimes. Yeah. You know, you've had to have a lot of resilience just to have Joe as a dad. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you think that you've had a little bit more um, lesson in when it comes to your friends and you? Um, I don't, I don't really know, really. One thing that I can tell you right away is you don't demand attention on yourself for your challenges right now, right? Yeah. You advocate for yourself and you say, hey, you should be aware of autism because sometimes people aren't, and this is what it looks like, and mm -hmm. this is how you can help, right? Yeah. That's advocating. So what does it look like when someone's victimizing themselves? Um... Like, they talk, like, badly about themselves. That's number one, isn't it? Yes. So that right there is what makes you more special than most. <laughs> because I don't feel like you're even capable of talking crap to yourself. No. Uh, some days, like, I have my bad days, and I just say bad stuff about myself, but then I know it's not right, but I just... <laughs> but I just, some days! Some days my hair just won't work. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Do you say that, Karen? Oh, yeah. Uh -oh. What, what are the things that get under your skin that make you instantly react? Um, People, like, whenever I tell someone to stop, like, bothering me or, like, leave me alone for a little bit and they won't leave me alone, it makes me uh, agitated. Mm -hmm. So when I tell them to stop the first time, I would like them to stop the first time, but they keep agonizing me, and I don't really like that. Then I get really mad. And, and you know that anger comes because you're brokenhearted. See, that's what that is. You're brokenhearted because you gave them a boundary of yours, and they crossed it, right? Yes. That causes a broken heart. Mm -hmm. Joe, you crossed a lot of her boundaries. Oh, yes, I have. <laughs> so, Karen, you were brokenhearted, right? Oh, yeah. So tell me about that. Tell me the first, whenever you first realized that you wanted to kick his ass. Well, I got tired of taking care of the <laughs> you know house. that's true. <laughs> I got tired of taking care of the house and the kids by myself because he was always drunk and passed out. And because you deserved better. That's That was the bottom line. You got fed up because you deserved better and you knew it, right? Mm -hmm. How did you put up with it and for how long before you snapped? Mm. In about, what, 10 years? About, yeah. Patience of years. Job. What's that? I said patience of Job. Oh, yeah. Wow. I don't know that I could have done it for 10 years. I don't know how she did it. I don't either. I mean, I can see why you appreciate her so much. Yep. Karen, when you look back on it, how do you say you did it? What do you say? I'm going to make sure this is off. Well, quitting smoking back then wasn't happening. <laughs> it's like... True story. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Yeah. <coughs> You're very strong-willed. Very strong. Mm -hmm. So, do you ever look at what you went through and go, wow, you put me through a lot of crap, but... We came through it better than we started. Oh, yeah. So do you think that the universe provided an opportunity, a second chance for y'all to grow, not just as people individually, but together as a couple? Oh, yes. Yep. How do you still do it, though? God, waking up to that every single day. <laughs> Man, I don't know. I mean, just saying it would be rough. 
Well, it's kind of nice, though, because now we've got, instead of one anniversary, we've got two anniversaries. Ah, that was going to be a question. So, okay, for the listeners who don't know, y'all were married and then divorced and then got remarried. Correct. And it was because Joe had an alcohol problem. I had an alcohol addiction. And now you are over it. Mm -hmm. And you are recovering how many years? Ten years sober. Ten years sober. So, and you had drank how many years in total? Uh, maybe 15, 20, 25 years. In the prep of prep, oh Lord. And what preceded all that was the death of your father, right? The death of my father and probably just something to do, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, you needed something to do. You needed somewhere to belong. Right. And that was somebody that would take you at your worst, was the alcohol group. I know a lot about that, the addiction group. So, Emily, do you remember anything from any time that your dad was drinking? Um, well, he would, it was mostly summer nights, he would always play loud music. Yeah. Uh, And... Like maybe like ten at night, it would always like be blasting music at night. So, and most of it, I'm sure, was your memory of your mom being frustrated, right? Yeah. Yeah, and you totally understand why, don't you? Yes. And there's no blame of your mom, right? You don't blame her for feeling the way she did, right? No. Do you blame your dad for drinking? No. No, because you know he was dealing with his own demons, right? Yes. So you can look forward in your life and say, when I get into a relationship. I know that the way my dad treated my mom then was not right. I should never be treated that way by anyone, male or female, right? Yes. And you can also look and say, my mom is pretty badass because not only did she love him through it, but she loved him enough to quit. She loved herself enough to quit Mm -hmm. because she had to quit him so he could quit drinking. She had to let him off the hook. If you think of a fish hook Mm -hmm. and you think of how... Um, whenever you put your bait on, whatever you put in front of it has to come off first, right? Yes. Okay, so if you're on the hook for all that crap, here you have the alcoholic. That'd be you. Right. And then who's in front of you? That would be your family. Right. Your family's all in front of you, and you have to forgive yourself before they can forgive you. Right. And so they're on the hook until you forgive yourself. And that is a crappy way to live, huh? Yeah. But you finally forgave yourself. You came clean. Got sober. Karen found out that you weren't quite the douche that you pretended to be all those years. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Because you pretended pretty well. You had a good character built, right? Yep. But, you know, that's what we do. It's this notion right here. We build a character. We build a machine that breaks that way when we want somebody we have them there at the ready to fix us you know and that's the truth we look for fixers when we're broken when we feel broken and what you have to do is change that thought that i'm not broken i'm healing and then you look around for the person that can be your band-aid your support you know mm-hmm. you were the band-aid how was she the band-aid how did she <laughs> enable you Talking positive things, you know. Did you ever blame her for drinking? No. Because you were smarter than that. Yep. 
do you realize that that is probably what saved your marriage? Because a lot of alcoholics, they blame everyone else. Right. Karen, you know that. Mm -hmm. I do too, firsthand. Alcoholics, well, hell, you know that too. We're all from families of alcoholics. Mm -hmm. And you know what? You're breaking the cycle, kid. Mm -hmm. You realize that, don't you? Yeah. So, you know, whenever we, uh, I was talking to another client about, we are truly living in our children's era. We are not living in our time. We're living on their time. So that means as parents, if we want to interact with our children, we need to go to them, to their level, because they are already smarter than we are. Mm -hmm. So if we want to be progressive parents, we have to actively listen to our kids, right? Yeah. I see you looking. Oh, she's she's okay. I don't think she'll go. So, what do y'all actively listen to Emily about? I know that y'all aren't like old dick in the mud parents. No. Right. So she had said earlier, you know, whatever you were drinking, you always played music real loud. Mm -hmm. Well, do y'all think that now, if you play music real loud, that might remind her of it? No, you don't, right? No. Some people do. Did you know that? Some people try to continue to control their environment based on their old behaviors. If I got to listen to stuff like I'm half deaf. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> and you're not half deaf. You're kind of full deaf. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, I mean, well, you have selective hearing. Right. Quite nice. So I will even text him a message. He has selective reading, too. He might not <laughs> answer the question. Half a dozen times. He just, what? What question? What are you asking me? You don't realize he takes many naps. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just say I've been guilty of a, a couple of little weed naps. So if well, I have to take naps because all of the lists you got that you have me do every day. I'm going to take that list. Mm -hmm. Oh, do tell. Okay, wait a minute. This is interesting, too, because this is a part of life. All right. You know, we get ticked off when our teenagers don't do the crap that we want them to do, right? Right. We get ticked off in our little kids. Hell, we get ticked off anytime <laughs> we leave a list for somebody to do something. What would be a honey-do list from you to her? What do you need her to do for you? Nothing. So you have never, ever asked her to do something for you? Nothing. Nothing really. I mean, I... If you wanted stuff done, I normally did it. That's not the question. I asked you. That is the question. <laughs> no. Karen, what does he ask you to do for him? Well, if I have to work a, an evening shift, I usually make supper before I go to work. Okay. So he asks, he asks you to make supper. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's one thing. Would you make supper? Okay. Why do you ask her to do that? Do you not like it? Do you not like making it? Or do you feel it's inconvenient? No, I mean, I can do it. But if well, no, we have can. stuff that needs to get done, you uh -huh. know, I can continue on doing what I'm doing. If the kids are hungry, all they have to do is put it in the bowl, put it in the microwave. Okay, all right. So it's a convenience item for you to finish what your focus is. Right. Okay, so how do you do the same thing? How do you... What do you ask him to do for you so you don't have to mess with it? So you know. After 21 years, I don't have to ask. He knows. <laughs> <laughs> That's the right answer. Wow. 
Oh, that's that second marriage business right there is what that is. Because let me just say, the first marriage, it ain't like that. And I can say that because I was married and I'm, div I'm divorced from them and then I'm married to Beth, right? So I can tell you going into the marriage with Beth, I already had expectations of what marriage was supposed to be. Because that's what I, my experience was. Now, my experience was a poor experience, mind you. So I went from poor experience at home seeing mom and dad to a poor experience of my own between me and my woman friend and then between me and my then husband. So all these relationships I knew were destructive. So that made me the cause, right? That's mm -hmm. where it was in my head. I was the cause of it. So if you continue to repeat a cycle, the same cycle, you're going to have the same result, right? So what changes it? What changes finally? Why did I finally decide to get smart and marry someone that was above my pay grade? Because clearly I couldn't figure shit out on my own. I mean, I was struggling, right? right. So I finally married someone above my pay grade. You know Karen's way above your pay grade, right? When you married her. Yeah. Do you know why? You know why I say that? No. Okay. Because when you, you know, in the military pay grade, you know, it's it's time and effort and, you know, it's, it's all of that. You have to get promoted, right? Right. She was automatically being promoted by you because the lower you got, the higher she got. Right? Right. So the more you sank, here she rose because you know what a rock does in a right. tank, right? Yep. So she kept rising to the to the occasion, and every single time that bar was set higher and higher. You became a lieutenant, Karen. <laughs> True story, <laughs> indeed. And so then, whenever you finally got yourself together and you started to come back up to the surface, she forgot that she could come down a little bit. Right. She's been living her life still up here at that bar and not sure how to come down right yeah because i know that because that's a human nature and b experience so when you finally said okay i think he's worth the effort was it because of the kids partly yeah because that is that one reason and thank god you know, thank God that kids need two parents. Right. Because if not, I'm pretty certain that all women would leave every man. <laughs> because why else would you stay with us? <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> because, come on. We most of the time don't smell good. And we most of the time don't look, you know, too clean. But, you know, we got a heart of gold, right? <laughs> we, got, we got hearts of gold. That's what we got going for us. So, if you were to say... This is the one moment that I decided that he was worth it. What was that? When I gave him the ultimatum to give up alcohol, if he did that, I'd take him back. So did you believe that he would? Be honest here, on camera. <laughs> Look at the camera and be honest. Did you believe that he would stay clean? I know you hoped he would, but did you believe he would? At the beginning, no. No, okay. He had friends that were... In low places. That drug him down. Yep. And that's what that means. Friends in low places. Do you have friends in low places? No. You have good friends. Like me. I'm a good influence, right? Right. Maybe. 
I'm a better influence than you, I think. <laughs> but, and I, I dig your hat so much. Um, even though I don't like Batman, I like shape. <laughs> I like you. I, like, I have one like that that's my cannabis hat that it has on there. Um, something about support cannabis. I have many, so I forget which one it is. But anywho, okay, so he was worth it because he proved he was worth it. So now that he's proved he's worth it, what keeps you believing that because i know he won't touch it i know okay you said i know because after so long your experience tells you it's safe yep but if he were to do it again then all of a sudden you would say once shame on me right mm -hmm. or once shame on you twice shame on me right okay so the first one was on you and the second one would be on you so this one ain't gonna fail because you ain't gonna let it uh-uh would you accept him if he did it again? Would you work through it or would you quit? I'd work through it because everyone deserves a second That's chance. what I meant by older and wiser. Oh, you so sweet. Mm. But that's only because she now has enough trust in you that she knows you wouldn't do it. The first time she admitted she didn't um, quite have that trust. You feeling okay? Oh, she loves you. You know she does. <laughs> Even though you're an ornery cuss yeah, and ugly as sin. Oh, he's fine, he's fine. The chinchilla scoop. Oh, oh. It's it's okay. Okay. I thought that was her. It's like, oh, no, boy. that's okay. Yeah, you got Our, chinchillas back there. Mm. So, Emily, what is, your, or a present. what is your favorite <laughs> thing to do with your folks? What do you mean by folks? Like my mom and dad? Yeah. yeah no, you're old, the mom and dad. Yeah, the old folks. <laughs> that's that's literally, yeah, the old folks. What do you like doing with them old folks? Um, I like um, when we like go out and like do stuff, um, go out to eat. I know you play video games with him. Yeah. So all together, y'all go and you go out to eat. Do y'all go to the park? Do y'all go fishing? What kind of things do y'all do? What are you eating? We go bowling. Probably popcorn. Ooh, bowling. Oh, yeah, bowling, yeah. Are we go fishing bowling? sometimes, yeah. but not all the time. Not as much as we, we used to. Yeah. Okay, if y'all go fishing, I love catfish, and I will eat my weight in it, just really? so you know. <laughs> really? You so, like catfish? And I'm a vegetarian, but I will eat fish. That was going to be my question. For I you. am a vegetarian that eats fish, so I'm a selectitarian. So for Maybe that's why we haven't invited him over, because we eat meat. Well, I don't know. Oh, I don't care. Beth eats meat, and, and I'm so used to it. So if we it, have a barbecue, what are we supposed to cook you? Uh, vegetables. Do you have vegetables usually? Yeah. That's what I eat. I eat raw vegetables most of the time. Well, my popular thing I make is taco salad, which calls for hamburger. Okay, so first of all, I Minus love taco me, salad. Wait like a minute. Me. No, no, no. I love taco <laughs> salad. It's my favorite. Okay, so Mexican food is number one for me and after that would be pizza so i will eat any kind of enchilada tamale blah 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 but i won't eat meat so i use substitute meat which it's just frozen it's frozen crumbles that behave just like meat so you might could substitute that it does really behave like it i'll have to show you what, what it about is. crab Oh, yeah, I'll eat the shit out of crab. Yeah, the shrimp boat captain. Yeah. So I can do taco salad and my crab salad. Oh, my God. See, I've, wheels are already turning right now. She's like talking food. Okay, so y'all have to watch that uh, documentary called The Gut, Our Second Brain. Yeah, we talked it's, about the last yeah, time. It's on Netflix. 
and you have to watch no, it's it. it's not on Netflix. Is it not? No. Oh, is it Prime? Right. That's okay, Prime. Okay, so it's on Prime. And it's pretty amazing because it talks about how we're led by the 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 stomach to do certain things because we're seeking food you know we're seeking that survival thing and so i was like man that's how zombies exist because they're being led around by their first brain which is their stomach so how does the stomach stay alive that got me processing an entire like 30 minute conversation with myself about how zombies really exist <laughs> you gotta watch that's your type, it that's, that's your type of stuff it probably yep. was a little bit of the strain i was smoking too so <laughs> <laughs> could have been could have been but you know do you enjoy that book that that I sent over, that serial killer book? Yeah, I've been reading it. Isn't it amazing? Yes. I have several more, so when you're done with that, I got more to loan you because, awesome. yeah. Because I love serial killers. That's about the only book that you've been reading lately. Yeah. Well, um, it's interesting. Did you look at it? No. See? No. It don't have pictures. No pictures. Oh, my God. It has to have pictures. I hope you will not read it. Yep. <laughs> We need to have a conversation about that, Joe. <laughs> I'm just saying. You, oh, yeah, it does have He's pictures. the type of person that when he was in school, if he had to do It'll a book good. report, yes. I'm listening. he would get the recorded version and then write down everything in the back of the book. No, I would watch the movie. If there was a movie. Right. If there was a movie, I'd go rent it, then I would sit there wow, and, the back and write it down and turn it in. Wow. So, really, you didn't actually graduate. Well, I he was graduated. Out. You, yeah, they just basically gave me my diploma and kicked me out the door. You faked it. You faked it. Yeah. Emily, are you glad that you finished yours? Yeah. What makes you so proud to have graduated? Um, that I went through all those school years from <laughs> pre-K to to high school and I've been through a, a lot of stuff like bullying and stuff mm -hmm. and then I graduated and I made it and I just that's all that really matters that I made it I'm still here what did but, you graduate with when you when you graduated what did, what did we have to go get from the high school office that we found out I got I graduated graduated with honors I got a gold cord that is super cool mm -hmm. you're gonna have to bring it and show me uh, I, yeah, they had I, know uh, I knew you did. That's why I looked right at you. Please. <laughs> yeah, don't ask me. Just go yeah, ask, her. ask her. Okay. The bloodhound. Yeah, that's what we call, we call the hound. Same. You know that that's our OCD superpower, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. You know, I, I joke with people all the time, but I, I really believe this. Do you believe that sometimes your autism is your superpower? Um, Sometimes. Sometimes. 50-50. <laughs> okay. OCD sometimes is a superpower. Joe, you realize that you're taking on OCD characteristics of your wife, right? It's that anxiety. Do you see that or do you see depression as a superpower? Because you kind of have both. Because anxiety causes depression. And when you get overly anxious, you get depressed and isolated. That's probably both. Okay, so tell me how does isolating benefit you sometimes? How is that a superpower? just for me just to be in my own little world yeah it's so you get creative right yeah so when you isolate you get creative and that's your superpower because right. you can create the shit out of anything right. i mean i've i've seen you know you send me the little videos and i am envious <coughs> that you can because i just don't i design right. i can plan mm -hmm. it 
and I can run it I can do the workflow I'm good with all that but and and I can do the actions I can put together the steps it's just the creative liberties I don't give myself yeah that's why I like about the craft room you know because it, you go in my room you shut that door you know it's you're there you know it's just so when do you draw the line and say okay enough entertaining myself now it's time to be part of society again and you put the depression down because sometimes it's a superpower but sometimes it's a hindrance if you get too far into your head you need to seek out people when is that what happened that's where she's at if you're looking okay. oh she's fine mm -hmm. well, I ain't looking she was oh I wasn't you're never looking that's right I was front <laughs> yeah, so okay. <laughs> so so why or or when does does your um depression become that real hindrance you're no longer being creative but you're starting to get frustrated with your creativity that means you need to seek out people I really don't get frustrated with my creativity because you do what when when you're doing something and you're by yourself right what do you do when when you're getting frustrated I know you do it because I've seen it what you walk away and go back at it and then you text somebody or you send a video you distract yourself so you know not really because you're the one that asked me to send me 10-minute videos because I am interested in what you do. So that's what and I do. And you have a choice. You did it, though. But you if I did it. But if I didn't, you did it. If I didn't do it, then I'd be getting a text. Message. You're right. Oh, it would be nice to see what you're doing. You're right. You would. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I would send you. I'd be like, hey, Joe, what are you up to? No, not picking your nose. Send me a video. What are you actually doing? No, Joe, not that. <laughs> Show me the model rockets. I don't want to see you pooping. So, you know, seriously, it's that decision. You decide at that moment, at critical mass moment, to entertain. It's probably because I'm waiting for something to dry or I'm waiting for something else. Right. But you know, nonetheless, you you have a lull or you're frustrated. You tell yourself that you don't get frustrated, but you do. And that frustration manifests in distraction. Your head's gonna fall off your shoulders. Hey, you know he, you know he's frustrated when he starts being funny, right? Oh yeah. Uh huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> because that's what we do. I guess you, won't be funny no more. You can tell how frustrated I am by the level of my humor, and I would assume that it's the same for him. How do you know he's really frustrated? What's the? Oh, I don't want to ask you. What's the one thing your dad says that you know? Oh shit. Dad's, dad's pissed. <laughs> Just one one thing that he says each time. Um, if it really isn't something he says. It's usually the way he walks away. The mean walk. The, I have that too. The, yeah, the mean walk. Whenever he walks away, <laughs> or I can, to me, I can, I can tell he's getting very tense. And that's when you know that like, you should just let him be and let him do his own Walking thing. Walking around, slamming doors. <laughs> when have I done that? Oh, oh, we don't know we do it. I do it too. We don't know. We won't claim it yet. We'll put a pin in that. Go ahead. I'm listening to you. My doors are still on the hinges, so. Yeah. For now. For now. <laughs> For now. Cabinets, doors. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um. Things on the counter, he just tosses. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Been there. It slips out of my hand. Oh, yeah. Hey, Butterfingers. 
<laughs> okay, so when he does that, how do you enable or discourage him? I just walk away. I ain't dealing with it. Oh. We, we just let him simmer down. Nope. Like, <laughs> he's got it. He'll be fine. He'll be okay. So you don't poke a bear. You just don't do it. So that's the <laughs> other thing. So you tolerate it. Because mm-hmm. you accepted about him. You accepted of all the shit he's had in his life. If this is the worst he is, it's okay, right? Yep. That's what we're talking about. Being okay with who you are and where you are. Mm-hmm. You are great with who you are right now. But mm-hmm. you weren't always. No. Because you had other people's stupid views that were messing you up. You, the same way, Joe. You weren't always fine because you had stupid people's views messing you up. <clears throat> because you thought that you had to live up to a certain expectation. Right. Same with you, Karen. So, whose expectation did you have to meet? When I was growing up, mm-hmm. you didn't do right, you got your ass beat. Who's, by who? Whose expectation? My mother. Okay. So, your mom was the driving force, whereas your dad was your driving force. Right. So, what one big value can you take from your mom and say, that if she taught me nothing else, this was it? How to clean house proper. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> so you value her skill. Don't vape. You value her skill, right? Her yeah. skill to clean house. And it went downhill once she died. Okay. Now that skill to clean house, did she clean well because she was also anxious and used it as an outlet? She never cleaned. We did it. Okay. So you got the lesson then. Right. Okay. So you can then say, thank you, universe, for giving me this lesson. Thank you, Mom, for making me resilient, because you weren't. Yeah, right? cleaning floors of the toothbrush, that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> that I understand. <laughs> but all mine was choice. Oh, I had no choice. Well, mine, uh-huh. let me rephrase that. Mine was all choice until it wasn't. I well, you say. had a choice. Either right. you didn't do it or you got Because I wasn't a kid is what I'm saying. I wasn't a kid. So mine was choice. I stayed in that environment by choice. So that was really hard for me to to become aware of that I stayed in an abusive relationship by choice. You were a kid. You had no choice. Mm -mm. So when you came out of that, when did you realize you had a choice and you didn't have to live up to those expectations? Or have you? I... Well, what... First two years of our marriage. First year. First year. I was supposed to be looking at the people when I quit again. Dang it. The first year. Okay. So the first year that y'all were married, you decided to hell with this. I don't have to um, be a slob or I don't have to be clean. Oh, no. She doesn't have to be Cinderella. Okay. I woke up 2, 3, 4 in the morning to make sure the house is spotless before we got up. Tell the vacuuming. And vacuuming. Cleaning, cleaning the shower, I cleaning used the to, stove. I used to iron the towels, the socks, and the underwear. I went that far. Used to work it at night shift. <clears throat> I had to get up at 4 o'clock. And then wake up at like 1 o'clock. Like, what the hell is that noise? I wake up, look over. She's not in bed. I look out. There she's out there back from the floors. Those were expectations that she had for herself as to what a wife was supposed to be. That first year of marriage is rough. And it's rough because you're telling yourself what a husband is. And you're telling yourself what a wife is. 
and then you introduce kids and you then tell yourself what a mother is and what a father is so when it came go time and you had kids that's why kids were so important for you karen yeah to bring you forward was because you knew that that was the goal Mm -hmm. the goal was to be better than you had been better than your mom had been so do you think that emily would be a better mom than you I don't see her having children, maybe dogs, but... (laughs) That's still a mom. Right. Read her shirt. Dog mom. (laughs) I mean, Joe, your sister also is a goat mom. Right. So, you know, she has goats. She's a a goat herder. (laughs) She is not. She's a goat mommy. Anyway, you were saying, Emily, what were you saying? I forgot what I was going to say. That's okay. But (laughs) the truth of the matter is you will be a better mom than your mom is because you're progressive you're more progressive than your mom because you're born in a different time Mm -hmm. so i started out by asking what have y'all gained from emily that keeps you current that says i'm i don't have to be my mom i don't have to be my dad i can be somebody emily needs what has she taught you i know what she's taught joe no she's more independent I don't have to constantly tell her what to do maybe (laughs) so you know what so she (laughs) taught you trust Karen Mm -hmm. she taught ah, taught you trust and expectations because she's meeting your expectations Mm -hmm. Joe do you know what she's taught you that's interesting (laughs) what (laughs) she's like this would be interesting (laughs) I would say trust. She taught you civility. Drop me. Civility. Civility. How you <laughs> need in English, what's that mean? How <laughs> to be civil. Because, oh. but for her, you wouldn't have toned your ass down. You would not have civilized or acclimated without the responsibility. And most men don't. Most men don't civilize until they have a reason to. Right. Because we're assholes. I know I'm an asshole. I know that I am. And God love her. Oh, Beth has put up with so much crap for me, Joe, just like you. But I've also put up with crap from her. So is the OCD the only crap you put up with from Karen? Because that's what Beth has to put up with from me. So she doesn't have trust issues? Does she accuse you of running around? No. Beth doesn't accuse me of that either. Because Beth, trust me. Oh, I can't go running around. I don't have a vehicle. She's got it. You could go stand out in front of your house and raise your <laughs> raise your pet leg. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> cat call cat call all the dog walkers. Yeah. Now if if I see you standing out there, that's what I'm gonna think. I don't ever drive by your house. Like ever. I haven't left I haven't driven anywhere in a long time. Because I'm just not leaving. Well, then that's what we do. Next time Brandon says, come, why don't you guys come over? Yeah. No, why don't you come over here? Yeah, I'll totally do that. I need to. Here's the deal, guys. I'm fat and I'm lazy right now, and I need to stop being fat and lazy. We're all fat and lazy. Yeah, but I'm pushing the boundaries. <laughs> I'm pushing my own boundaries. I know that both of y'all have boundaries. Tell me what your boundaries are. How do you know that you're totally unhealthy? You know you're just letting yourself go. I'm going to ask you first because I know you know. <laughs> How do you know what when you're sabotaging yourself when you're like, oh, shit. 
pillow. I'll go take the dog for a walk, and I'm out of breath. It's like, this is not good. <sighs> Chain smoking. Mm-hmm. Dang it. Oh, I remember those days. Two packs of Newport today. Oh. I'm not two packs yet. So what's causing all that? I just smoke when I'm... When you're stressed or when you're bored? Identify which one it is. Work is stress. Home is stress. Somewhat. Is home stressful? No. 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 Well, sometimes home... Because, like, home for me is stressful. It used to be stressful. Okay, this room for me is stressful enough just because I can't stay on top of it because I've been busy. So I can't always have things dusted like it's dusty as crap if you see I have my chinchilla dust everywhere but that's dust I can deal with dust when I walk into the other part of the house where all the other people are I can't cope very easily because things that should be in their place aren't Mm -hmm. and it affects me on a cellular level (laughs) I'm telling you like instantly or a smell instantly or anything um, I'm hyper aware when I'm outside of my space. Mm-hmm. Are you the same? Mm. When you're outside of your home, I'm usually at work. So at work, are you hyper aware? Mm. Depends on who I'm working with. If I'm working with somebody that's worthless, I'm just on it. I just keep going. Do you feel like you always have to? Do you feel like the person's always like this, teetering on the edge, and you have to move them over all the time? You know, that's just the OCD control issues, right? Mm-hmm. You have to extend trust sometimes. It sucks. I don't trust anybody. That's oh, yeah. why I have no one working for me. So, hello. Well, that's my thing, that <laughs> stuff needs to get done. If I do it, it'll be done right. If they do it, I have to go back and do it again. Well, you don't have to. You could just let them deal with it, just like you let Joe deal with his shit. If somebody's going to be immature and not do their job and you let them deal with it, that's on them. They end up falling back on me. And that's where you have to look and you have to say, is it worth (coughs) me babysitting? Or me just doing it myself. Uh Uh-uh. It's not, is it (laughs) worth me enabling them or me disabling them? It, It doesn't come down to that. It comes down to... What can you do to make your life easier because you're the one that's stressed out? Hmm. So if you're being held accountable for them, then you need to talk to someone and say, look, this person's not working out. This is what I'm having to do. And that's where that um, choice is. Yeah, and it's like talking to a wall. Yeah. And (laughs) then, (laughs) you know, you can only do what you can do with what you have. And that's Mm -hmm. when you say, I have to deal with this stress. But it doesn't give you an excuse to chain smoke. No. You know, it doesn't any more than it gave him an excuse to drink. But he smokes, too. How much do you smoke? About a half pack a day. And now that I'm talking about it, you want to smoke, don't you? No. Mm-hmm. No, really? That used to drive me crazy. I couldn't <laughs> handle it. Okay, so when are y'all going to quit smoking? Is it even on the radar? Y'all trying? Hmm. No. And that's okay. I mean, some people don't realize that um, if you don't want to quit smoking, you don't have to. It's your choice to die of cancer. That's okay. Yep. Right? I've already beat cancer. I'm good. Yeah. And I you had know, it and no I got one, removed. And nobody can judge y'all on that. Mm-hmm. You realize that. And if somebody does judge you on that, then it's misplaced judgment. Mm-hmm. That's what's weird. I quit drinking for 10 years. You think you quit smoking? Nope. Mm-mm. 
That's a totally different ballgame. It's game. because it's a choice. And you're saying, you know what? In my life right now, if this is what happens, I'm okay with that. How do you feel about them smoking? Um, I and don't, be honest. I don't like it, but like you said, you know, it's their choice. But yeah. I don't like it, but I mean... They want to do that to their bodies, let them do it. But yeah, but you're not going to do it to yours. No. No. See, my kids are the same way. You do what you want to do, but I ain't going to do it. Mm -hmm. But I did always worry that they would start smoking because of me. Did you worry about Olivia or Emily? No. No. We don't ever talk about Olivia. Is she ever going to come? Yeah. She's always working. Yeah. Working, school, studying. Yep. Yeah, she does. She like sounds her mom. way more responsible than me. Maybe I should take a lesson from her. Well, she's worked all this week so far, and all weekend. Oh, well, wow. she's off the weekend. She worked Monday through Friday. And Olivia's how old? Uh, 17. 17. Been working since she's 16. Mm -hmm. And where does she work? Highland, Highland home. home. Okay. Mm -hmm. And what does she do? Dietary aid. Oh, yeah. See, she's got the good stuff. So she knows then adult language, and she knows how to be evolved with adults you know she doesn't feel like she's spoken to as a child I would suspect right oh, yeah. she's been in the adult world for a long time oh yeah thanks to mom mm -hmm. but now ask yourself does she ever relax in kid world is she ever 17 yeah I think she's only 17 when she's with her boyfriend but that's good because sometimes right. that's the only time you can be 17 yeah. right mm -hmm. you know yeah. I mean she she makes her time you know, with her boyfriend and stuff like that, but besides that, it's either homework, the books, or work. So very much she's repeating your cycle. Pretty much. Is that, are you proud of that? Are you proud that she re is repeating that cycle? Because, you know, you always ask parents, would you be proud if they were repeating your cycle? And not necessarily the drinking cycle, yeah. but does Emily act like you? Can you look at Emily and go, oh, that's my kid. Yeah, she likes this. Yeah. Games. Yeah. Collections, right? Mm -hmm. I see a lot of your dad in you. Yeah, I got a lot they of... They got a lot of similarities. She might look like me. Yeah, but acts... But oh, I know. acts like him. Oh, I know she does. <laughs> so it's like... I got, I got most of my symptoms like anxiety and depression stuff yeah. from him. Yeah, that's because we repeat our parents' cycle. And that's what you're doing. You see your dad, and you watch him, and you bond with him, so then you learn his cycle based on what he does, not necessarily what he says, right? right? Because you have a choice to either drink or not drink if your parent drinks when you become an adult. You, you had a choice to be a slob or be clean, and what did you choose? Clean. Okay, so we always have a choice, but what we have to do is find that gray area, and that's difficult for people with OCD. Mm -hmm. I have very black or white thinking about things, so do you. But guess what? I'm actually getting better, like significantly better, and I've had trauma, you know, a, a lot of it, repeated trauma, and I didn't think a lot of it would change. But it has. It's taken three years of intense therapy. <laughs> but, you know, I see a therapist every week, and um, I'm working on it. But I finally figured out. My breakthrough and what we were talking about was, do you ever see your, um, I guess, kind of conditions, uh, your challenges in life as a superpower? <clears throat> my OCD is a superpower in that respect. 
because where I've had to go through all that crap to fill uh, to figure out how to monitor myself and look for that gray area, I developed a whole nother program that has helped several people. Your sister is one person that some of my ideas has helped. And Goobers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're Team Goober. Team I, Goober. I enjoy her, and uh, and of course I enjoy you and the cutest little creature on the face of this earth, and Karen. I want you before y'all go before we wrap up. I want you to tell me the most important thing that Joe has taught you, being married to him. How to respect myself. I love that. Do you feel like you have? Yeah. How? It, took, it took a long time to get there, but... That, I can tell you 100%, is what Beth also taught me. How to respect myself, because she first respected me. I had never had anyone respect me like she did. Mm -hmm. That was the change. So, do you think you married above your pay grade when y'all first got married? In the beginning, yeah. Because you had a greater understanding of life. And, you know, women do. They mature faster, you know, and and women typically have had to be pushed, you know, in a certain direction, or they typically are from our generation. Do you think that you pushed Emily because you knew that she'd be at a disadvantage as a girl? No. I no. taught her how to be dependent, not dependent on a man. But was that simply... Would you have said the same thing, don't depend on anyone or don't depend on a man? If she had said to you, I'm a lesbian, would you have said, look, you can't depend on another woman to take care of you. You need to take care of yourself. That's a hard question, and most people can't answer that right away. And I don't blame you if you can't. You know, because we grow up with those stereotypical gender roles in mind. Well, the way, I mean, that's, I guess, part of my dad. Yeah. That raised me to not to have to depend on a man. Right. And that's it, okay. There's he, nothing wrong with it. And he put it to where if you're on the side of the road and you can't change your own tire, what makes it to where he can't take advantage of you? See, it's like this. If you cannot I change your tires. Oh, but if you cannot <laughs> if you cannot change your own tire, you don't deserve to drive a car. Very similar to if you can't if you're too embarrassed to buy condoms, you don't deserve to have sex. And if your tire's flat, I'll air it up for you. Oh, Lord, I know you will. <laughs> Lord. And you would probably give me a 10-second video. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I love having you on. How long did we even talk? <gasps> Almost an hour. Y'all made it like an hour with me. That's enough. Can we go? Oh, my God. That's uh, an awful thing. Hey, so that rocket that you're building, are we going to launch it? Not that one? Not that one. That one looks really cool. Are you going to bring it next time you're on the podcast? Maybe. Or send me send me the video. No, because I send you the video because then I get to ask 10,000 questions again. You're I bored, like that You're stuff. distracted. You're this. You're that. Blah, blah, blah. But you know it's all true. Maybe. <laughs> I know it's all true. I don't want to talk to him anymore. It sucks. Y'all like it, though, and you know it. Mm -hmm. I'm that charming devil that y'all just have to so always like a think. potato, Mr. Potato. Oh, God, I can't even. I'm still messed up about that. Poor um, Peppy the Pew. 
Okay, so Pepe Le Pew is my favorite cartoon ever. Well, and he's it was off now because he's I, black and white and he's French. Okay, what freaked me out was the moment I become aware became aware. I don't know if you did too, but being um, raised as a woman <coughs> and and knowing certain expectations, and you watch Pepe Le Pew, and one day you can actually identify with it, mm-hmm. and you're like, holy crap. It it starts, you know, it does, it starts. All of a sudden you have people chasing after you like that, and it doesn't matter. It's because the world population, there are more women than there are men, and that proves that men are not supposed to be with just one woman. Yeah, that's just like pool pretty soon, they're going to be taking that away. Oh, Lord, you better stop it. Because, I know exactly. Because you got the white ball knocking around all the colored balls. Uh, uh, well, what about solids and, and stripes? You know, there's something to be said about patterns, too. And polka dots. Because I don't fit the usual pattern, and neither do you, right? We, we all Ooh, don't fit the same Are you a stripe pattern. or a polka dot? Neither. What are you? I don't like, I don't like any of them. I just like playing. You're Emily. Yeah, I just like you're not, you're not a striper or a polka dot. No, I just like you play. say striper stripper. What? Oh uh, Lord! Uh-uh. <laughs> I say I am. I am plaid. I like graphic t-shirts. Oh yeah. A graphic like yeah. it's like Coca Cola on it or something like that. Like somebody else I know. Wow, truly. I got a bunch that's of stitch shirts, so. Oh, that's one of my kids' favorite stuff. You better enjoy him, because I'm sure he'll be getting the boot pretty soon. Yeah, he's aggressive. And well, yeah, well, he's aggressive. Well, they get rid of Elmer Fudd's gun. Yo, Sammy Sam got his guns taken away. Peter now Pan. they just gave him water pistols. Okay, I have to say <laughs> this. <laughs> this. This is what affects me about the whole thing. Now in my head I'm playing. It's duck season. It's webbit season. It's duck season. In, in my head I'm playing that with water guns. And yep. it doesn't translate. You have to have the buckshot guys. Sorry. Um, Birdshot. Okay, so so that regular shot. Oh yeah. Okay, so duck shot. So that brings that brings up then. Do you think that anything that y'all watched influenced your beliefs? as adults think about it for just a split second because like i just said i became aware at one point that pepe le pew was a big perv i became aware of that when i was you know about 10. i could notice that that's all cartoons and comedy everybody's just got but do you think though that it does influence people because now we grow up we grew up in a society of weapons and a society of guns do you feel like the fact that we accepted it for so many years is what perpetuated it or do you think not accepting it anymore is going to make it die away i think people just become a bunch of wimps yep what you, what and that's you, a nice well, word. I usually right, say something totally say, else. Right, I could say that, but it'll probably get kicked off. Bunch I'm of, the one in control here. Bunch of pussies. <laughs> well, you know, I, I say pussies. Because it, you, you, it has to come from somewhere. Some parent and some kids are going back from the 60s, 70s, and 80s and turning on Bugs Bunny or something like that, you know. 
and all of a sudden they're like, oh my God, you'll send me Sammy shooting people. So it's the good idea fairy visited and said, huh, you know, everybody should be politically correct even if it's not affecting people. So we should change it before it affects people. So are they trying to be proactive and make sure that it doesn't influence the next generation? Because that's how generational change takes place. There has to be that one generation that's uncomfortable with the change, and that's us. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. It's just, oh. it's, it's just stupid. It's like, everybody. So, well, quit. for us it is, but is it for the next generation? And no. that's where we have to check ourselves. I, I, I don't just, think so because if if one person does it, it they're just to me they're playing follow the leader. Yes. I have to look better than this person. Let's ban him. Right, Wait a minute, we got. I have, but that's def- ego. It's not even banding anymore. It's being offended. Okay. So it's like my shadow is fatter than me. I'm offended. You yeah. know. Well, I'm gonna see Mister Clean because you go shopping and see Mister Clean. He's, he's bald. bald yeah. He's making fun of bald people. Yeah. So why can't I just sue him? Well, because he's actually perpetuating a stereotype that bald people are powerful. So maybe people with hair would be offended. (laughs) Now, (laughs) which I I wouldn't be offended because I'm bald. Um, So for you, though, you know, that that poses that, that very important question that if you grew up believing that it was everyone's purpose and potential to clean up after themselves... That means you wouldn't have had to do any of the detail work or any of the cleaning pieces. Everyone would have been in charge of their environment. If you had grown up believing that, would your life have been different? Hmm. I'll give you a clue. You can't predict that. There's you no can't way. predict that because there's too many variables. So in the case of are they trying to be proactive and weeded out of the next generation, would it be possible? Would it be possible if you simply removed guns and offensive content from TV, from anything new being released, or anything old, books that are there, would it change? Would it change your mind? If you had no access to all of that stuff anymore, would your mind about guns change? No. Because you already know about it. It's Mm -hmm. already there, right? So how can you strike something from history? You have to forget about it, right? You mm-hmm. have to evolve past it. You can't forget about it if it's still there. Oh, and they also took um, To Kill a Mockingbird out of the reading thing. Oh, dear God. Yep. So, you see, right now we're being boomers in front of all of our listeners and stuff because we're talking about these newfangled rules. I don't like them. Yeah, and it's true, we don't, because they're uncomfortable. It's changing what we know. Well, it's just like... That was on the article about on the news, okay, with all the carjackings going on in St. Louis, okay? So this judge decides to say that <clears throat> this one PlayStation game, Grand Theft Auto, oh, is, causing, is causing these issues on these car, the carjacking increases, okay? So now she's going after PlayStation to get this game banned. Because, because that's what people are hijacking cars because of that game. Yep. And y'all don't think that that's true at all? No. So because you, you have they no were doing belief. that way before the game ever existed. Right. That game exists because there was a problem with it, right? Because the game itself was making fun of what happens. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Because humans, humans do this stuff. 
But it's like Emily said, she would never do that. So what separates humanity is civilization. How are these Who young kids? Civilized? How are these young kids playing these games? Because they have an enabler at home that allows them to play that because mm -hmm. the parent is checked out. Yeah. Okay. Well, then, and right. so it's not about the game. It's about now the kid is bored and has an idea in their head of how to not be bored. Well, then who's buying the games then? The parents. Right. That's what and I'm the saying. The parents is the problem. Exactly. It's not, it's not the PlayStation. It's not mm -hmm. right. That's how you raise your children. It right. says it on the and back so of the see, games. You've done pretty damn well, mm -hmm. even right. though you're dysfunctional as crap and you're semi-functional, <laughs> you know? I mean, but we all are because mm -hmm. we have these superpowers of resilience. And Emily has a superpower of acceptance because she had been bullied. So she has this superpower of acceptance. That means no matter the walk of life, she's going to be your friend and she's going to be loyal because mm -hmm. she's that person. And something else that she learned from y'all is self-care because she knows you weren't well, mom cared, you got well, and now here we are because she saw the example of resilience. So she's pretty badass right now. Right. So she's already better than both of you combined. That's good. That's right. And, and there's no way that she can go backwards because she's already survived the worst and learned the lesson. Mm -hmm. So now she al already knows how to deal with any struggle that she's had. Y'all did that. It feels good, right? Mm -hmm. But you also did that for each other. Because you know <coughs> that you can survive the worst of your days because Karen is right there for you. And she just said, even if you screw up, you deserve another chance because everybody deserves one. Yeah, you're talking about it. Your head needs to get checked. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. But, you know, and you, you learned from him, you know. And you learned that you were good enough. Mm -hmm. And not just good enough, but he got well because of you. And you know what? That's where you and I are very similar because I got well for Beth. We got too many similarities. I know. It's <laughs> gross and creepy at the same time. Right. Yeah, because it's like, how is that possible? <laughs> it's weird. Uh, so the thing that we learned today was that your sister's nickname is Goober. Right. And Beth, that was her first pet, Goober! first pet name for me, was Goober. And periodically she will call me Goober, and it still feels like a term of endearment. Mm -hmm. Because it's the first nickname that I had that wasn't sort of offensive. Because I was named Bam Bam and Brett. And both of those were noisy and obstructive, and, you know. And you grow up knowing that that's your nickname. And then Mudflap was my CB handle. Because I was only as tall as a Mudflap. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that's the thing. I see you getting uncomfortable. No, it's just my back. I love watching it, though. I like watching the struggle. <sighs> Especially, like, when we start talking about hard stuff. That's when he adjusts his glasses and, and his hat and stuff. I like your tails. Now he's going to sit there still as he can. I'm just going to stare at you. Yeah, <laughs> it is time. We're going to bore. We're going to bore our listeners now. Yeah. Okay. Good. Do y'all want to say anything to the to the listeners? Get me the hell out of here! Help me! Oh God, you're so <laughs> evil. You can't do that, Karen. Do you have anything to say? I am stuck here. Please come get me. Get me out of here. Just pull your lip over your head and swallow. Oh! <laughs> I like it. And you, dear? Nothing. Nothing. And, and Truffle's asleep, but we love you, Truffle. And guys, 
Um, join us again next week. Who knows who we'll have on, but it'll be fun. Hopefully we'll have uh, Joe as a co-host soon, and it'll always be Joe and I. It'll be the Guru Brando and Who Knows Joe show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you. Downstairs in the corner. There's all my Mario stuff. My Mario remote control car. Got Mario on the wall. My pictures my kids got me. My Mario cars. So we got the gaming corner. Over here, then we got the movie theater room set up over there, and we're still in construction a little bit. Getting closer though, I get enough time. Damn Brando keeps wanting to talk to me all the damn time and do fucking stupid ass podcasts. I have time to do my own shit. Oh well, I love my brother from a different mother, so it's all good. <laughs>